Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Are you sleeping? What? I'm supposed to give a pause. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, Derek. Happy New Year, Sean. <laughs> well, yes, this is the first episode of the new year. Yeah, 2022. Look at me cluing in. I know, eh? Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Attaboy, Sparkle Monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great that the year's changed. I know, but the weather hasn't. Are we going to get snow or what? No, no. We gave up snow for Lent last year. <laughs> we did anyway. It's not coming back. <laughs> no more snow. No more snow till next year. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, around here, there's, it's just gotten cold. It was raining today. Yes. Yeah. We had a lot of rain here too, as, as well. What is it? It's, uh, <laughs> it's the 6th of January and we're getting yeah. rain and high winds. Yeah. I know, right? Not a big like, fan. My, not a big How's my fan. yard supposed to look nice if I don't get snow? Well, if you'd mow it once in a while. <laughs> I might have to mow it. I know, eh? I had to get I had this weekend. I had to just get my mower out and run up and down my lawn. Just for the hell of it? Yeah. <laughs> just, the yeah. neighbor's going, what is he Put doing? Put on a t-shirt and some shorts, <laughs> get out the mower, run up and down, then cook a couple of steaks on the barbecue outside. Yeah, yeah. The see neighbor's going, the cheese has slipped off his cracker. Yeah, see how long it takes him to uh, call up the old police there and say, uh, yeah, call I got an issue. Pays. There's something wrong with my neighbor right now. My neighbor is scaring me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. So Speaking how... of New Year's, you did have snow, did you? Like over the last week, you had snow somewhere. We went to Mew Lake for New yeah. Year's. Uh, we were there for five days. Winter camping. Wow, that's, I didn't realize you were that long. Yeah, Thursday to Monday. We got That's there awesome. uh, day before most people and got there stay the day after most people. Oh, so you had a quiet day at the front and the back. Nice. Well, yeah, the first days always travel and um, set um, up. And, set up. And yeah. By the time you're all done, you're up. There. I mean, it's it's three hour drive up there alone, right? Yeah. We stopped at Algonquin Outfitters in Huntsville on the way up and talked to Randy. Randy Mitson's no longer there. I know. I yeah. saw his post. He's yeah. got a new job, so he's he no does. longer with AO. Uh, he's working part time. He's not completely but so part time, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But he's so now he so he was the AO's marketing director. Yeah, and now he's marketing director for what's the new company? Well, he's uh, doing web design in that. Yeah, for a new company. So that's cool. Yeah, good for him. On to bigger, better things. Yeah. So yeah, we got actually got to uh, go in and see him before he uh, before his last day, which was night nice. Uh, we met uh, Nate Smith up there and um, chatted with him for a while. Yeah. And we bought stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're always buying stuff anymore, it seems, man. Uh, but, yeah, we went up uh, for five days. went up the Thursday and uh, stopped in at uh, Algonquin Outfitters and drove in. Of course, there's already people up there that have been up there a couple of days longer than us even at the park. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it, you're, you're like, okay, you know what? We want to come up the day before the majority of people come up. Because that way we can get set up quickly, quicker. Yeah. But yeah. even still, like, because, I mean. Distraction free. People come over, hey, how you doing? And want to chit chat yeah. while you're <laughs> trying to set yeah. set up the tent and, and all that sort of stuff. And you can't really 
talk to them and set up the tent at the same time. So exactly, you don't want to be rude. You don't want to say, "Hey, go away! I got to set up my tent." So we end yeah. up talking because it's it's and plus it's nice to see the people again and whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah. So do, how what, did you were you able to set it up in record time? as you got there early? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Sontags, the uh, camping family. They were kitty corner to us. Yeah. And there was a couple other people we knew uh, on the same row as us. So they came and paid uh, their little visits and how do you do's and that sort of stuff. uh, Well, that's awesome. You got to see those guys. That's that's really cool. Yeah. So, you know, there was the first time our new tent, because we got the Atuk Cree, uh, 12 by 17. First time in the snow? First time in the snow. (laughs) 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 Woo! We got ourselves a winter hot tent, and we've used it three times, first time in the snow now. Uh, but, yeah, it's nice to get up there, see people that we haven't seen in a long time. And, you know, and for all the people, I mean, there was a lot of people up there, but for the for the most part, there was a lot of social distancing, you know. As the, you would hope. The, yeah, the the warming tent at the ice rink wasn't, wasn't open this year. It was up, but it wasn't open. You know? Yeah. So... Um, there's people standing around the, the fire, big fire pit there, the warming fire at times and stuff. So bathrooms were only allowing two people in at the same time. Tracy was about to get in fist fights. Um, <laughs> well, you know what she, with what she does and that, she's more outspoken about, Hey, there's already two people in here. You'll have to wait. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the guy's bathroom, there's, there's never a lineup. You know, cause, yeah. but uh, the women's washroom, there's always a lineup. So, well, um, most of the guys are wandering off into the bushes to to yeah. take a pee. Yeah. So, no better way to social distance walk in the middle of the woods and have a pee. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Other than that, that was that was pretty good. Uh, we did a couple of hikes. We went to Mew Falls. I think I think they're actually called Provoking Falls, but I've been yes, calling them Mew Falls for a hundred and something years. <laughs> Ever since I was a child. Since I was wee, wee high to a grasshopper. Uh, yeah, I've been calling them Mew Falls for it, and a lot of people do, but provoking falls. Uh, we walked around Mew Lake Airfield. We did the Spoose Bog Trail. Um, How deep is the snow? Is there a significant amount when you went for your walk? Ooh, I stepped off the trail and sunk up to my boot. Ankles? <laughs> you know the soles of your boot? Yeah, I yeah. sunk up to there. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, there's there's not a lot. Not a lot yeah. at all. Um, so anybody using snowshoes or just doing it for just because, hey, I, I have to wear these snowshoes. We, I just got them. <laughs> we brought our snowshoes along for the trip. Yeah. <laughs> just because. Just because. Hey, you, you snowshoes want to go picture. on a ride? Jump in the truck. We'll take you. You're not getting well, out you of the truck. Well, you need snowshoes cro- crossed uh, against the front wall of the tent for the picture, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we actually... They're here for the picture only. <laughs> we had something new in our in our uh, picture this year. One of our pictures is Tracy picked out some Christmas lights to hang oh, while we were there. Because we, we ended up with an electric site. Yeah. And the string she bought goes from one side of the door all around the tent and reaches the other side of the door with about four or five balls left over on wow. a whole string. Perfect. Well, yeah, just perfectly perfectly yeah. matched for your tent. Yeah, apparently that's what they made it for, just for us. Uh, I met 
Because we know how everybody goes to Whitney now to get wood. They go to the little town of yes. Whitney, Whitney on yeah. the uh, east side of Algonquin Park. And okay, I've been yes, making yeah, jokes yeah. about the uh, wood mafia boss. He must be raking in the coin and he's yeah. cornering the market in Whitney uh, Firewood. And yeah, I met the mafia boss. You <laughs> met the guy? I, I met the guy. The guy. Wow, that's awesome. He is uh, that's awesome. Yeah, a really nice guy. Older fella. Uh, likes yep. to, likes to chit chat, um, yeah. That was really nice, and he's he's a, you know he's he's doing it for extra cash, and he, he they use the cash to put his his grand well his grandkids. Um, I, well, I think he said one of them's violin or fiddle. I guess through through uh, music lessons. That's what he's using the extra oh, cash cool. for. Right on. Right. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. And uh, so yeah. we're telling you know like everybody really appreciates this because it's dry wood and stuff and. He goes, I don't mind doing it, but you know what? There's times where, you know, I got to go to the local hotel and there's like a massive bonfire going. So I oh. have to go there to get my, my wheelbarrow and wheel it all the oh. way back. And then there's only oh. 10 bucks in the, in the pail. Oh, wow. So, you know, yeah, like, it, not everybody, it, when things are based on the honor system, not, unfortunately, not everybody obeys the honor system not a lot of people or not everybody has honor you know what when you're getting that much wood and that quality that that'll burn that well and he's he's yeah. saying 20 bucks for a, a low a wheelbarrow full yeah you know if you can't if you're taking two or three wheelbarrows fulls and only giving them 10 bucks come yeah. on support the guy so, for crying out loud he's helping you exactly out. So if too many people do that, he's just going to fold up shop and then nobody's going to have that nice dry wood. Yeah. A couple people ruin it for everybody. Yep. Exactly. So really nice guy. Really nice. I'm still going to refer to him as the wood mafia boss of Whitney, <laughs> but uh, yeah, really, really nice guy. Uh, oh, uh, when we did, uh, did the, um, uh, trails, we found some little, uh, nut hatches and stuff landing on the hand and feeding them, eat them out of our hand, which... Tracy goes nuts over that. And like the little chickadee things? Yeah. 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 And then we put some peanuts because I had peanuts in the truck from, from our uh, squirrels there. And so I threw some on the park bench or our, our picnic table. There must have been a dozen or more blue jays just oh, wow. going to town. Huh. Yeah. Those were gone. It was like, a, it was like bird piranhas. That's all I can describe it. This feeding frenzy of birds coming down and grabbing the peanuts. Yeah. So you're feeding the wildlife. The birds, yeah. Everybody's up there. Yeah. Well, not everybody, but there, there's a lot of people up there that, that feed the birds from the campground. Yeah. You know, it so. harkens back to uh, last week's episode with uh, Kevin Callan and uh, and the uh, the humanized bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to feed the bears, though. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll feed the bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I draw the line. Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, temperatures were anywhere from plus two degrees Celsius to about minus eight for the most part. Uh, that's what thirty-five to that's, eighteen Fahrenheit. That's pretty warm. The last time I did a yeah. uh, Mew Years up there, it was minus thirty-three. Well, it went down to the upper 20s, uh, 26, 20, or sorry, 28, 29, depending on who's 
thing you were watching, which is what minus oh, okay. eighteen-ish Fahrenheit for one yeah. night. The la- her last night yeah. there, it got cold. Uh, no problem. So, <laughs> and you know, the one thing is that we we had the Alaskan Nyko stove, which when we had our little ten by ten esker, when you started heating that thing up. Like you could be in there nude and still be melting. Oh, it cooks you. Yeah, it it really does. And we figured, well, wonder if we'll still have that problem in the big tent or if it'll heat it nicely. There was a couple times, man, it was so hot in there. So that <laughs> thing just pumps out the, uh, the 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 heat when you want it to. But uh, yeah. so how airtight? How airtight is your stove? Did it burn a long time? Like, are we talking like a four hour burn or a three hour one burns. hour burn? No, three no, hours? it was That's yeah. not too bad. I'd put in three medium-sized pieces of yeah. of wood, um, yeah. and then wake up, and it was just going down to co- like red coals um, yeah. in three hours. So That's fairly fair type. Air yeah. tight. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So stove had absolutely no no uh, no problems keeping up. We've gotten into. Now I built that little. Um, shelf that hangs under the stove, little steel metal shelf that hangs between the stove and the floor. So it's sort of like a reflector, right? Okay, just to keep this from free, thawing the ground underneath. Yeah, yeah, well, trying to. We we had different issues with that this year. So what we've got, we've gotten into the frozen dinners. So we'll get those little uh, takeout containers, uh, the aluminum yeah. ones with the cardboard tops. Okay. You can get them in packages of three from the dollar store. So we'll make like a big thing of chili and then we'll fill yeah. a couple of those and then freeze them. And we, you, okay. know, you write what's in it and, and the date you don't want to, you know, open up going, oh, oh, yeah, we're having nothing but frozen carrots. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you write, you write what's, in it, what's in it and the date and that sort of thing. So what we'll do is in the morning, we'll get that one of those out before we start our, like before we leave for the day or wherever, whatever we're doing. And we'll put it on the tray under the stove and it thaws out during the day. So when you've got the stove going in the morning, it starts thawing out and then it thaws out during the day and in the evening. And then you just put it on the warming tray and it continues heating. And then by dinner time, you've got it nice and heated. Well, there you go. Right. So, yeah, and well, don't you have a false bottom in your stoves, or is that much heat still getting through? I made a false tray. I made a tray that sits yeah. about an inch above the actual bottom. Yeah, and that so you still get enough heat coming out through the bottom you that that little hanging shelf heat, not to burn. Like you could put your hand under there, no problem. Okay, just enough to heat food to but eating enough, temperature. Type enough thing. to thaw the food. Yeah. If you cool. want to, if you want to heat the food, you've got to put it on top of the stove, like on the big yeah. warming tray at, that hangs yeah. off the side at the top. Yeah. So okay. when you're done boiling your water, you just move it to the side of the tray. If you put yeah. it on there, because that'll hold the the heat, and that'll heat heat up that tray really well, whatever your food really well. And yeah. that way, you don't have cool. to put it directly on top of the stove and risk burning whatever's on the bottom of the yeah. of the container. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right on. Uh, when we were, um, we met a lot of people that listened to the show up there. Oh, yeah? I began to feel like a bit of a rock star at one point. Uh, there was a group <laughs> of people that passed us on the trail, and the guy at the end, uh, I enjoy listening to your podcast. 
thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we caught up to them in the parking lot and we threw some stickers at them and that's some of our Paddling Adventures radio stickers. Um, cool, right on. One of our listeners, Brooke, drove, I guess she, we just didn't, we failed to, to, to meet up uh, while we were there. And as they were driving by, they saw us. So she rolls down her window. I love your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there was uh, uh, another couple that came over and they were asking about our tent and stuff like that. And they said, your voice sounds familiar. And I said, Sean Rowley, Paddling Adventures Radio. We listen to your podcast all the time. So yeah, it's really cool to, uh, yeah. Yeah. Out of the world where people, they're everywhere now. Yeah. We're famous, yeah. Derek. We're famous. Yeah. So there's at least, uh, what, six people in the there's province that recognize you? Seven if you count my mom. uh yeah but you know i will say if you happen to see myself or Derek, i don't know but i'm i'm speaking for Derek anyway but if you happen to see me for sure out there anywhere say you know just stop and say hello i love to to meet people that listen and we'll absolutely stop and chat with you about paddling and the and the show and oh yeah absolutely i got no recognize me yeah, pe- people recognize me. People recognize you. I don't have the Viking beard. Yeah, but you got the Derek Book Club look about you. <laughs> that guy looks like he wouldn't read. Yeah, he wasn't Derek. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, seriously, I have no problems if someone says, I listen to your podcast, and I have oh, no yeah, problem stopping in for a few minutes and yeah. chit-chatting with you and, and that. Yeah. Uh, we had some beer and some vodka sodas in the truck. Oh, yeah? And they froze. The last night that it got really, really, really cold, I forgot about them. (laughs) Three of the four vodka sodas burst. Oh, no. None of the beers burst, which is why beer is better than vodka sodas. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. So did they did they kind of pop or did they explode? They sort of started breaking open, yeah. and when we turned one, like it, they were leaking, so they were it was leaking slow, so it was freezing as it was leaking. So yeah. it didn't go all over the place; it stayed within the in the wooden box or the, the cardboard box, right? But then yeah. when you took the can away from the frozen ice, like broke it out of the ice. There was this one little fine spray of vodka soda <laughs> on one can. <laughs> the other one pointed were, at your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Just, ah. <laughs> the other, the other ones were frozen where the the crack was on the on the cans. So, okay, yeah. yeah, got them out of there. Dodged a bullet on that one. Have you guys <laughs> been drinking? No, officer. Why do you ask? Because <laughs> your truck smells like alcohol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so get beer. Oops. They last longer than vodka sodas when temperatures go down to minus 28, 29 Celsius. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> there you oh, go. <laughs> uh, Peter Romaine stopped by. Oh, yeah? How's Peter? He's doing good. He uh, brought awesome. his. Well, I mean, you've been uh, hiking with Peter up in the mountains and stuff. Yep. I have and, jumped uh, on paddling with them, did the meanest yeah. link with them, and yeah. and uh, did some mountain hikes. And uh, apparently, he likes you. Does he? he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's Aaron. Derek's a great guy. So yeah. you know, he uh, called up and said, "Well, uh, he's not lying. I am a great guy." <laughs> 
All right, <laughs> sure. Legend in your own mind, buddy. <laughs> now we're we're talking. He's talking about your trips you guys have done together and stuff as well. Yeah. But uh, he called up and said, "Hey, listen, if I were to come out Friday, would you have room on your site for me?" And I'm like, "Well, do you want to stay in our big ass tent with us, or because you know, I mean, <laughs> it's a circus tent. You'd fit. It's hey. big enough to sleep ten. Yeah." And uh, he says, "No, no, no, no. I've got my little." Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's one of his lightweight extreme backpacking. Oh, bags. it he doesn't uses... have a floor. No, this one does. I think this one oh, does. does it? Did it's it? got the tub okay. floor thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to say there's a Z in the name. That narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> there's letters in the name of this tent. Consonants and vowels. <laughs> and it's made of a man-made fiber. That's right. And it uses his two hiking poles to hold it up. So, But yeah, it's one so of his extreme uh, tents there. So um, is it one that takes a wood stove? Do they have a wood stove? Nope. Cold tenting. So he's just cold tented. There you go. Yeah, and he does the... Um, the he's got a, a, a his own sleep system there with with a mat that goes underneath and he's he does the quilt thing. Now you know yes. what? And he said this, and I don't know why it's never struck me this way before. But he because there's Tracy to ask him like, is the quilt warm? And I know John Van Berger's a, a fan of the quilts, and yeah, Peter uh, Peter likes Grant it. Brower as well. Yeah, and. Like, I'm always with the sleeping bags and stuff like that, right? And yes. he says... I think I know where you're going with this, because you sleep on your sleeping bag, you're squishing it. It's basically not there anyways. Well, no, no, no. He's... Because he's... Trace was asking, is it... How warm is it? Like, is it warm enough? And he says, one person's cold is another person's warm. So, for me, this is warm enough. It works for me. But if you find yeah. when you're sleeping, it's always cold... This may not work for you. So it was kind of hard to tell people this is the perfect sleep system. Yeah. Because you may not feel the temperatures the same when you're, when you're like, I mean, you come over here, I'm in a t-shirt and shorts and you got a toque and a sweater on. I know. I'm always cold. So his system may not work for you, but it may work for me. Yeah. Right. So when you're asking people. You know their sleep system because it's. They say it's warm for them. Make sure you don't yeah. take that as absolute gospel. It's exactly, a, it's more of a guideline it's, than anything. It's an individual thing. It's really individual. I do have a quilt. I just got one. Uh, with a, remember, I told you I got all that winter camping stuff, the tent and mm-hmm. the pads and the stove and stuff. Anyways, I also got with all that group of stuff is a. Uh, I got a gigantic down quilt. So it's it's a converted sleeping bag. They just cut it up and made it into a quilt. So your feet go into a pocket, but otherwise you're just sleeping on top of your pad and there's no zipper. You're just it's just a quilt type thing, right? So it's uh See, and Tracy doesn't like the mummy sleeping bags. They're very constrictive. It they, I don't like them either. I uh I, I don't like that my legs are held together. I feel confined. Have you been in prison before? Um, <laughs> I do remember. I do remember as a child being stuffed into a sleeping bag, sealed up, and being sat on by my older brother. Oh, he's and traumatized. I, I, yes, I'm still traumatized by that. 
Well, yeah, I, there's times where I'll get, like, when you wear warmer clothes in the shoulder seasons, you're that much bulkier. Yeah. And then I got myself one of those sleeping bag liners. I thought there'd be a zipper or something on the side, and there isn't. It's, you get into that, and then you get into a mummy bag, and you're like a sausage. You're not moving. <laughs> and then you wake up in the middle of the night and your arms are stuck in such a way that you really can't move them. And you get that yeah. claustrophobic feeling. Oh, yeah. Like big time. And then you throw yourself into one of those uh, uh, solo tents that are, you, you, it's like sleeping in a coffin and you're bound <laughs> with rope or something. You know, yeah. that's not a great feeling in the middle of the night. No. And then you hear that 15-foot frog outside. <laughs> exactly. It's like, is that an animal coming? I can't get out of this bag. And I'll be writing that horror movie next week. That's the on Netflix. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? I've, I've often thought of, remember the old days? Like, we'll bring our old heavy, heavy sleeping bags when we're into camping. And we'll throw yeah. those on top because they're heavy. They're warm. Uh, they're rectangle. You know, they're not mummy sort of thing. Yeah. But it's hard to find really warm, um, non-mummy bags these days. Exactly. And, and well, that's the mainly the design of a mummy bag. It, there's very little airspace inside. Mm -hmm. And so you, you are, you're enclosed, you're, you're mummified, you're whatever. So, and with any other sleep bag, like I prefer the square bags. Especially in the summer, right? It's uh, I like I like that I can shoot my legs around and and uh, I don't have to worry about you know being constricted all night, right? Because yeah. you gotta you gotta move. I have to move during that night. I can't sleep in one position and wake up in the same position. It doesn't work for me, right? No, no, and I, that's why I'm thinking with the with the quilts. You know, if you got a place to keep your feet sort of near each other but not constricted like a mummy bag, yeah, like you say in a pocket sort of deal. And you have the ability that the, the quilt will, you know, um, you know, is open on a side and that sort of thing that you're not being constricted. There might be something yeah. to say for that. You just got to get a, a warm enough one. Yeah. And so, like, I still haven't tried mine. But uh, from what I've been told is if you move around a lot in your sleep, the uh, the quilt system may not be ideal for you because... Just if rolling over, it you get a lot of it gets very drafty. Every time you move, you lift the bag up and yeah. and whatnot. So you'd have to be a person that would be capable of 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 sitting still. Like it, like like they say it. It's it's not it's not every person's ideal situation to be in a quilt sleeping mm -hmm. system. But uh, and see, I thought it was like, it was like a rectangle. It was like a a rectangle sleeping bag just without a zipper. Yeah, no, it's a mummy bag without a zipper, basically. Mm -hmm. And the opening is like your your pad and you are on the ground, and this thing sits on top of you, and your feet are in the pocket. So it's a, it's a weird system. It's I I'm not sure I'm going to like it, but now that I have one, I'm going to try it out and see if it works for me. Yeah, have to let us know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're, we have plans right now to head back up uh, Family Day weekend in February and uh, right on. up there for, I think we're up there for four days, three, four days, three nights, something like that. Should be good. Hopefully there's a lot more snow. Yes. A lot yeah, more Ideally, snow. like <laughs> when, when you're winter camping, it's kind of nice to have snow. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
um, a thing. <laughs> before I move on to the next thing here, the, when I was talking about the beer there, my wife had uh, bought me this box of Brock Street beers. They're, um, I guess, seasonal. They put out this box with like 18 beers in it, I think it was, and all different of their seasonal beers. Um, okay. And when I, there, there was uh, the Irish Red, traditional Irish Red. I like their traditional Irish Red beer. Really good. Uh, I just pulled another, and I've just what I've been doing. I just I pull one out, and whatever it is, I drink it. I'm about to drink a peppermint stout. <laughs> I like stout. I don't like peppermint. Yeah, that's. I'm curious. So this may yeah, be an adequate beer. <laughs> 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 it may be good. It may not be good. It might be. Eh. I'm not sure how. I, I've never. I can't imagine beer tasting. Pepperminty. It's got a weird smell. Hmm. Like candy cane beer. <laughs> That's not appealing. <laughs> How is it? Everybody should go out and buy a case of this. Really? Yes. You know why? So that when I go there to buy a case, there's none left. There's none left. <laughs> you definitely don't want any more. <laughs> I'll drink this one, but I don't think it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had it's a few. Uh, we've had a few strikeouts uh, over our time recording the podcast. Like there's there's often we've had beers that we really like, but there's occasionally we get one that's like, whoa, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good on them for trying something different. Yeah, there you go. Keep it in the season. I think there's only twice that we've had a beer that we've actually dumped. It's yeah. like, this is not drinkable. Yeah. Do you like this? Because you can have mine if you like it. <laughs> uh, let's talk Killarney Provincial Park 2022 Backcountry Reservations. Oh, yes. We mentioned this before. So, Yes, we've talked about this in the past. We said it was coming, yep. and but we we didn't know how it was going to work because the website wasn't set up yet. It's so set up now, now. So now it's set up. Yeah. Now I don't think we can book until. Can you book? Well, now you can you, book I, now. Um, oh, can you? Okay. But I think like into May or something like that, and that yeah. you're you're really risking not going because ice may not be out and it'll be unsafe to walk on at that point. Yeah, yeah, but. What they've done is they've moved to a site-specific reservation system. Yes, right. So, which, which can be when we dis, we discussed this at length on uh, must have been two months ago or so. We discussed this. We there was like good and bad. Like if you know the campsites and you know where you're going, then great. But if you don't know the campsites and you don't like if you don't know the conditions. And you have like certain amount of people. So are are they described as I haven't gone on the website? Are they described well enough to know that okay, I've got uh, six people. I have neath a campsite that holds three tents. Six people. Does it describe it like that? Well, when you go online to reserve a site, okay. So you go to the the Ontario Parks Reservation site. You say, okay, I'm looking at Killarney. I'm looking at I got this many people. Are these dates? I got one tent. I got two people, and it searches, where you where are you leaving from? So you say, okay, my access point is Bell Lake. Okie dokie. So what's your destination? 
Uh, first night, I'm going to zip up to Balsam Lake. Okie dokie. So you get to Balsam Lake, you click on the campsite you want, right? So they, they've marked, given all the campsites on the lake a number. So Balsam Lake, site 152. You click on it, and it opens up a little pop-up window. The side panel shows site number, your nightly fee, the maximum capacity, restrictions, the quality, and there's a little small thumbnail picture. When you click on it, it opens up a bigger picture, and there's a couple of pictures of the site from different angles. Yeah. And the Thunderbox. Well, that's good. So that was so that was our big thing. So you can actually see what the site looks like. Yeah. And yeah, we can see what there there was somebody posted a picture of one site they were checking out and the Thunderbox was like there was something wrong with that Thunderbox. Um, <laughs> um so you can actually it was go, yeah. So full the lid wouldn't close. But, yeah. <laughs> Why is that Thunderbox five feet off the ground? So, so it sounds can, very similar to the provincial car camping website reservation system. It's exactly system. like it. Exactly okay. like it. So somebody's they've they've had to spend time going around to all the lakes taking photos. So you yeah. know for the amount of lakes and sites that are in Killarney, this has been in the works for a while. Well, yeah, it's not like it's going to be, hey, let's put throw this thing together. No, it's going to take a, a year or two, a season or two to yeah. put this kind of plan together. Yeah, to hit huh. all those lakes and take those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the photo opens and shows what it looks like and stuff like that. So uh, there, a site number chart has been developed and can be found at ontarioparks.com backslash park backslash Killarney. Uh, so that's where you go and you can you can look at that to book your sites and you can see all that. And a new park map will be available in spring of 2022 with updated campsite numbering. Right on. So, yeah, if you go to, to OntarioParks.com uh, and try to make a reservation under Killarney, you'll, you'll get the map of Killarney with all the sites. And you can just click mm-hmm. on any site on in all of Killarney and... It should open up a little window and uh, show you what it looks like. That'll be perfect. That's what you want. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Like, it's going to take uh, a season for the public to be in and out and have their opinion, you know, online and stuff. So I'm, I'm curious how this is all going to pan out. Because, mm-hmm. like, everybody's going to see it differently. Everybody's going to have find new little issues with uh, or this. You know, it's going to be a mixed bag. It's going to be some people who say, hey, this is great. I yeah. knew exactly where I was going. I knew what I was getting. I knew what I was getting into, yada, yada, yada. And other people are going to go, oh, well. You know, there's always somebody that's not going to like something, right? So, Yep. yep. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm staying positive about this. My mm-hmm. big thing yeah. was I don't get into a place, uh, like I say, Bice Lake in Algonquin Park. If they were to do that in Algonquin and you've got a couple of people and you're thinking, okay, we're going to go head over to this, to Bice Lake, there's one site on Bice Lake on the southern shore you don't want. You'll be lucky if you, no. you fit. You'll, you're, you might as well just sleep under your canoe because <laughs> there, it, it's, it, it's hard to, to fit a, even a solo tent on that site. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think it's like an emergency site. You know. So oh, okay. if you say, yeah, I'm going to take this, I'm going to book this one, and you've got this massive five-person tent. You're screwed. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, the fact that you can actually see what it's like before you, uh, you know, uh, before you you uh, book it, awesome. Yeah. Well done. Well, that's good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what'd you get for Christmas? Did you get any um, good stuff for Christmas? Not really. I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Grinch. I tell people not to buy me stuff. Oh, dude, I'm a Grinchier than you are, and I still get stuff. <laughs> Grinch looks at me and goes, "What's your problem? <laughs> what is wrong with you?" <laughs> now, for the record, the yeah. Grinch never actually hated Christmas. You know what he hated? People. What's that? People. Yes, he hated people. Yeah. You know, I don't think everybody realizes when they watch the Grinch movie, it wasn't Christmas yeah. per se he hated. It was people. Yeah. <laughs> that matches my personality. I don't yeah. like people. You hate books. So <laughs> I love books. <laughs> they hold things down on my bookshelf. Exactly. Uh, so you didn't get much for uh, Christmas for outdoors? No, no, I didn't get anything outdoorsy stuff. Really? Yeah. I got freeze-dried food. I wow. Get money towards a new dry suit. I got these little LED light bulbs. They're on a string, and you just pull the string, and the light bulbs turn on. I put okay, them yep, yep. on the guy lines from my door, because we have two guy lines that come out from the door of the winter tent, yep. and I put them near the bottom of the two lines. So when you walk out at, in the middle of the night... You can see where the stakes are, and you know. Oh, okay, yeah, them. yeah, yeah. I got, I usually use those. I use those chemical. Uh, the you know you just snap the light and oh the glow sticks. Glow sticks. I use yeah. glow sticks for the pegs. Yeah. No, I uh, got those and stuck them on there and tickety boo. Right on. I got a combi technical base layer, heavyweight temperature regulated. Merino wool um, shirt. So you got a shirt. You, you, you use a whole lot of extra words, but you got a shirt. Yeah, it was a shirt. It's merino wool <laughs> by Combi. <laughs> Heavyweight temperature regulated fabric. So it's oh, yeah? great, a technical technical base layer. Red heat <laughs> extreme. Warmth factor four, Mr. Sulu. It says so right there. It doesn't say Mr. Sulu, but, you know. See, it's it's hard for people to buy winter, sh- or, or not winter stuff, but camping stuff for me, because I buy everything I need, and uh, yeah. and unless you ask me what I need, like, you can't buy stuff for me. Well, that's, oh, what do you need for Christmas? Well, I need $2,000 for a new dry suit. Well, you can do that yes. yourself. Here's some socks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for those five dollar socks. Why didn't you just give me the five bucks and I'd put it towards? Now I only need one thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars for my dry suit. <laughs> Come on, people, work with me here and chocolate. You so need the, the chocolate. That's good. Those are the types of things that I do need. It's like I want a smartwatch, I want a dry suit, but I'm not going to tell people that because it's like, hey, can you buy me a $600 watch or can you buy me a $1,200 dry suit? No. So I say, well, you want to get me something? Fine. Get me socks. Well, people are getting <laughs> all ippity with me the last because I'm the big one. Don't buy me crap. I don't want anything. And yeah, exactly. I always end up with stuff. And I'm just like, thanks for listening. Yeah. 
Uh, but, <laughs> thanks for thanks for buying me that uh, that uh, three dollar thing from Canadian Tire that uh, cuts cords and stuff. I'll never yeah, use. I'll never use. Yeah, because <laughs> I got the same model that cost me four hundred dollars. <laughs> it's got a laser. <laughs> but no, you know everybody wants to wants to get you stuff. So I said, listen, yeah. if you're, if you're hell bent and determined to buy me something for Christmas. Then I Get want gift certificates from like Sale or Mountain Equipment Co-op or something like that. Because then if everybody gets me a gift card from all these places, I can combine them and actually get something that I need. You know, yeah, something that I go. want, something that I can use. You know, I need a new $500 tent. No one's going to buy me a $500 tent. But if a bunch of people <laughs> give me like, $25, $50 gift cards from a place that sells that $500 tent, then I can put all that money towards that tent and maybe it only costs me 100 bucks at the end of the day. <laughs> that's so hard. Like I, I know for me, I, I could never buy somebody a gift card because that's so impersonal. Like it, if it comes down to it, I will make something for you. I Like I've carved tea boxes for my uh, my in-laws and and uh, I've made stuff for my uh, my uh, sister-in-law, and so it's just I, I prefer to make something on the bench. Like I'm, I've got plans for next year. I'm I'm going to make like cutting boards for people and stuff like that. And so I'm going to like design my own cutting boards. So I'm going to turn some pens and pencils on the on the lathe and stuff like that. So that's I'm going to make people things. I don't want to just buy stuff. Well, I'm glad you feel that way because I'm got my. Glued macaroni painted silver uh, jar for you for next year, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's covered in colored macaroni. That's the one. That's the one. I've handmade one of them bad boys for you. Holds flowers, holds pens and pencils, holds, holds your cooking spoon, whatever. And they're all dyed in colors with food coloring. Yeah. And- Glued in place with white glue. It's glorious, I tell you. <laughs> and as, uh, oh, what's her name there uh, that hangs out with Snoop Dogg now? Went to jail. What's her name? Um, oh, <laughs> Martha Stewart. Martha yes. Stewart. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, so it's funny. macaroni on a stick. <laughs> it's so funny of all the people who do bad things that she's the one that went to jail. I know, eh? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I got a Merino shirt. (laughs) Uh, We got a couple of those uh, Kapilka sporks. You know the little cups that everybody's using now? Kevin Callan uses one of those little cups. Kapilkas? Oh, the... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like... uh, They're like formed in a a press or something, and they're like almost like a... They are made from caroline, a mixture of 50% wood fiber, cellulose, and 50% food-grade thermoplastic. Highly durable, lightweight, BPA-free, dishwasher-safe, and absorbing neither colors nor flavors. That's yeah, tough. I remember. I, I remember. <laughs> yes, that's tough. made in Finland. I remember Kevin. I remember Kevin showing me his. So, uh, so that, yeah, those are pretty cool. Well, we got sporks it, out of that stuff. Yeah, cool fork on one end and a spoon on the other and they work like a charm yeah i like sporks they're yeah. handy yeah multi they're like a multi-tool well that's what we got now when we were up winter camping have you heard of the kindling cracker 
anybody that does car camping will and is worried about axes needs to listen carefully here. The kindling cracker. So Dwayne and Marion Sontag, the camping family, they were kitty corner to us. And they yeah. were talking about it. And I had things to do. And of course, Jason, well, let me help out. Do you want me to cut wood? And I'm like, the last thing I want is you walking around with an axe because I'm going to have one eye watching you to make sure you're doing it right, <laughs> that you're not swinging it towards the truck or the tent or somebody or me. And I'm going to be paying more attention to you cutting than I am doing what I'm doing. And I'm going to lose a finger because I'm probably <laughs> using something with a knife or something. Yeah. Well, Marion was telling Tracy about the kindling cracker. So it's a cast iron ring with two cast iron posts that stick up and another yeah. cast iron ring on top. Okay. From the post to the other post is basically an upside down axe head. Curved, I've seen these things. Curved axe I've seen head. videos online. Yeah. So I've I've been looking at these for like a year and a half, two years, but I've, I have always wanted to try one. I was not, I'm not going to spend the money on one of these things without actually looking at it and trying it. And that's what I said. So they brought one over and huh. you get yourself a three, four pound hammer, like a little tiny yeah. sledgehammer thingy. You get a piece of this cut wood from, um, the, the wood mafia guy in Whitney. You put it yeah. in the top hole so that it's resting against the blade and you hit it with this three, four pound hammer and it huh. cuts in half easy peasy. And then you, so how big's the hole in the top? Because that's the thing there. I, I remember there's like, I don't know, was there two or three sizes of them online? There's and... two sizes. Okay. Um, there is the regular standard one, 12 inches yeah. high, six and a half inside diameter. And so then that's... there's the king one, if you want to use like a bigger hammer. Or a bigger piece of wood. To get a bigger piece of wood, yep. Yeah. 17 inches high and a 9 inch diameter. Huh. Right? So how'd it work? Do you know how much wood I had to like... cut this weekend? None. Because <laughs> Tracy did it all. <laughs> it was really well. It worked so well, as a matter of fact. Not yeah. only did we order one, but the people in the campsite next to us ordered one. <laughs> so now, now, how I'm much gonna, would you pay? <laughs> well, well, no, I, I need to see. I need to see it in action. I need to check it out because it's one of those things. Uh, like you're skeptical, right? You see mm -hmm. these things online, and you say to yourself, "Oh, this is a scam." You know what I mean? So I'm not paying money for that. And but yeah, now that you have one, I guess I can try out yours and. Uh, you can come over. It won't be mine. It's Tracy's. Yeah. <laughs> When's her birthday? September. It's an early birthday present. <laughs> That'll go over like a lead balloon, won't Happy it? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm just being spontaneously <laughs> early. I got myself something for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to us. <laughs> but it's definitely a front country camping thing. It's not something oh, you're going to take canoe camping. You know what? I was saying if I had this, because it's, it's um, um, cast iron. Yeah. If I had this in one hand and I had my cast iron uh, Dutch oven in the other hand and a bear walked onto our site, 
the bear <laughs> might want to turn around and walk away. <laughs> it would be an unfair fight. <laughs> Unless, as long as I take him out in the first few swings, because after a while, those babies, my arms are just hanging at my side. <laughs> yeah, they're heavy, absolutely heavy. Uh, so I wonder if if uh, if you had the right quality of aluminum, how like because you can get some pretty good aluminum that's pretty hardy and sturdy, and uh, I guess you could uh, graft on a uh, decent uh, like uh, ferrous blade onto the tip of it uh, like it'd be pretty lightweight i would think it would with all the hammering and beating it constantly takes you probably would, want I, cast iron yeah i think you'd want the cast iron huh. but it's really cool i should uh maybe um uh well we got our where written house right yeah uh, where's what's 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 that what is it uh, our who is it no sorry mk written house that's where it came from here but if you Google Kindling Cracker. Um, that's the name of it? That's the name of it. Kindling Cracker. It comes from New Zealand. And you'll be, you'll be able okay. to see it. Uh, yeah, the Kindling Cracker Firewood Splitter. And it started as a huh. girl's school science experiment. Okay. And then it developed into a worldwide patent thing. And it works like yeah. a charm. So, huh. for anybody that's out there and doesn't like using an axe, this is the thing. Well, I'm always, I'm always worried about driving the axe or my shin or something, right? And and or or Siobhan or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the kids, they don't handle the axe yet. But like, uh, it's it's one of those things. Like it's like front country camping. It's bad enough you nail your shoe with a with an axe. But if your back country is like, oh yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean. Like you got to be really cautious. So if something like that it would be. Uh, it'd be safe enough that you could like split wood again. You can't, couldn't take it back country camping. You'd have to be front country car camping only because it, it, like cast iron is going to be heavy. Yeah. So that's the, uh, like I, like I say, I've seen these for a couple of years now. I've seen them online. I've seen YouTube videos, but I've never actually seen one in person. And which is why I've never bought one. I just like, that looks cool, but it seems like it's a scam. Well, I don't know. We had to use it. You kneel down on the ground and do it. But there's two yeah. screw holes in it. So if you've got a big piece of wood, like a stump or something like that, you can actually screw this onto top or, of that yeah. cool. so that you can do it while standing up. Huh. So, yeah, we'll, we'll throw links up and uh, so people can check it out. But, yeah, it's definitely if you're worried about using an axe or you want to get your kids to help out and stuff like that, this is perfect. Yeah, it's safe to use. Yeah. Unless you slam your fingers with with a hammer that you're splitting the wood with, yeah, try to keep your fingers out of there. <laughs> That's just another way for me to hurt myself. It's bad enough I burn and stab myself. I don't need to be whacking yeah, exactly with a hammer as well. So I as well use a long handed twelve pound hammer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, you know what would work? The back end of an axe. Yeah, if you take your axe, turn it around and use that, because, you know, <laughs> that'll work well. This, this, With yeah, that the back blade the, flying the towards your face all the time. <laughs> right on, dear. Awesome, You're buddy. using your axe backwards. Oh, no, the axe isn't doing the work. The axe is only hammering the wood in. This That's thing's right. doing the work to split the wood. <laughs> so you're carrying that thing and an axe, but it's the safe way to do it. But at least I won't have to carry the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Or I guess you could drag around a big rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's just drag one around. <laughs> We're out in nature where, you know, they grow. There's lots of rocks. <laughs> so check out that kindling cracker. We'll uh, throw a link up on uh, our site for that. I came across something else which is really cool. And it, what's with this Wisconsin? It seems every time I yeah. turn around, there's something else coming out of Wisconsin. <laughs> it's like it's like the magic land of Wisconsin. There's things happening there that nobody else knows about. There's the one arm freedom canoe paddle. This is really cool, and you've got to check it out. Allows people with the use of only one arm to enjoy paddling, canoes, dragon boats, and outrigger canoes. So if you you can't use your arm because of arthritis or some you can't lift your arm, whatever, if you don't have the arm, uh, it's a, what does it say, veteran-owned veteran business. Wisconsin veteran-owned business, right? Yeah. Uh, so if you picture a canoe paddle and about halfway up the shaft, it makes a 90-degree turn and attaches... Okay to this brace thing that's on your shoulder. So basically you're just, it's, it's held at your shoulder instead of the other hand and you just move the paddle forward and then pull back with the one hand, like you regularly would paddle. Oh, I found it online. Yeah. Look at that. It's got a, it's got a, it's got a, I don't know, like a, a ball joint that hooks to your shoulder. The shoulder saddle stabilizes the paddle and allows one hand users to let go without dropping the paddle. Shoulder mounted huh. pivot allows paddler to control blade position and angles to execute a full range of onside and offside strokes. Paddle tandem or solo, dance flat waters freestyle, join an outrigger or dragon boat team. Achieve independence and freedom in unobstructed flat water canoeing. Now, from what I do believe I read, and I didn't get this written down, and I should have. Um, I do believe that this was used, or is going to be used. I think it was used in some dragon boat racing. Para, oh. I think it was para. I don't think it was Paralympic, but yeah, it was actually used, and it was it was a hit. The shoulder saddle consists of a bottom plate that attaches to the shoulder area of the user's PFD and a top plate that attaches to the end cap of the paddle. The top and bottom plate join together with a shock cord that also acts as a quick release mechanism, which if you're, you know, you end up going over or something like that, then you quickly you release, can release it. it. And, yeah. You're not dragging this thing behind yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, easy to use emergency quick release disconnects from the paddle from the shoulder saddle Easy to use, quick releases, uh, encourages unhindered movement on land, in the canoe, and in the water. Quick release process is the same for emergencies and convenience. Really cool. So the website has product info, video, safety info, ordering info. They're $450 each, which, I mean, one of my paddles is almost that much. So, did we, did we, or did you actually mention this is for people who are missing an arm? Yeah, well, that's why I said. I don't know if you if you you use your arm or you didn't have the arm. So this is, I think, this is a key thing. It's uh, for for people with uh, with uh, with amputations or whatever. If you're missing an arm or missing a hand, 
like this is fantastic to uh, get you mobile again out paddling. That's uh, I'm looking through some of the pictures. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. This is uh, well, this kind of gives you your your freedom back to uh, get out on the water. Oh, well, look at that. It's actually called a freedom canoe paddle. I use, actually use the word. Anyways, um, so this is pretty cool. It's um, gives you the ability to get back out on the water and paddling again. So if you had come across some calamity and lost a uh, appendage, you could mm-hmm. still use your other hand and, and one hand paddle. It would huh. take some getting used to, that's for sure. Definitely. It would, but for, for people who are in that situation and they're and they're missing a hand or an arm. Perfect. That's 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 pretty fantastic. This is a yeah. great idea. Uh, so if you go to Google and just Google the one arm freedom canoe paddle, you'll you'll see yeah. the page there. Or go to Dylan Schneider Designs. D-I-L-L-E-N S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R designs all one big word dot com. I will post links to this as well. And check it out. Um it's it's a pretty cool uh, item, that's for sure. Uh that's pretty it's, neat. it's it's totally getting people out there that uh who thought they never would be able to do anything like that. Yeah, exactly. That's brilliant. Yeah. I like it. Um, huh. what are, oh, I got this Christmas Day thing. So, Susie Coulter and her family live off the Chilliwack River. Okay. And she and her household have been cut off from the main Chilliwack Lake Road out in BC since the swollen Chilliwack, Chilliwack River ate their access road. Remember, there was uh, in November. Then oh, all the, there was the all the rain and flooding in BC. Rivers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so their road got washed out, and they're starting to hurt for supplies. So the Chilliwack River Rafting Adventures sent them a little email saying, um, "Give us a list of what you need." And on Christmas Day, rafts and kayaks. Headed down in a blizzard down this uh, down the Chilliwack River to deliver supplies to this family. Huh. The guides arrived carrying items like propane tanks, pet food, diesel, and treats through the deep snow. We are really touched and humbled by how willing people were to jump in and help us. The sight of the raft and kayaks coming down the river totally brightened the whole day for us. Living on a remote property, growing garlic and vegetables, it's been tough being cut off from family during the holidays. Coulter yeah. said, yeah, so Coulter said they'd cleared a pathway by the river. She was prepared the gifts, uh, had prepared gifts of homegrown butternut squash, braided garlic, and shortbread cookies in order to thank the guides who arrived, uh, agreed to deliver. <laughs> so Awesome. Um, I guess Russ Brown, the owner of Chilliwack Rafting Adventures, I said it was no-brainer to ask his staff to help Coulter and her family on Christmas Day. It says, how often do you get the chance to raft down the Chilliwack, Chilliwack River at minus 10 Celsius in a blizzard? We had to give it a shot, he <laughs> joked. They're neighbors, so we have to help them out when they got when we got the call. Yeah. Right? So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that they uh, did that getting together and helping out. But, yeah, you know what? How many people do you know that would said, uh, I'd do it just for the chance to go down the river in a blizzard. 
<laughs> you know? Well, so. it, 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 it's like I, I'm just looking at the map here. Chilliwack's just upstream on the Fraser River from Abbotsford, which is also very hard hit. And Chilliwack itself is uh, just along the Fraser River at the base of the mountains. So, yeah, it's a very... It, it, I can see where it's a, it's a one road in, one road out. It could be a very isolated area. Yeah. And uh, if you can't get out for supplies... Yeah. Not well, good. that's pretty cool. That's awesome to to be able to get together and 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 help people out and and you get to do a little bit of river rafting at the same time and on Christmas Day, where are you going? Oh, to deliver supplies and play yes. river. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna go bring some food, food and supplies. Got like that's that. pretty cool. That's awesome. That's a community getting together to help its own. It is. It uh, really worked out well. So kudos to them. Uh, speaking well, they're of pet. Uh, Look at they're carrying pet food as well. Yeah, well, so I guess they got dogs or something, dogs and cats. Yeah, yeah, or something. cool. Right on. It's a propane. I think would uh, be a big issue too. Getting that pro those propane tanks down there. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, I wouldn't want to be portaging those. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Fraser River. There's no portages on the Fraser River. Well, you got to get them up to the house. Okay, yes. So there is yeah. one portage. There's I, one, I stand correct. That one big portage. I don't want him to take in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else's job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of laying in the water, Hartlepool, England, town-based organization on the water training, has launched paddleboard sessions, which will run through January and February, and are described as ideal for people wanting to try something new in 2022. The sessions are called SUP Fit, Fitness Fun on a Stand-Up Paddleboard. Organizers okay. say it's all about taking your workout onto the water, a great way to keep active, learn new skill while connecting with nature and like-minded others, and it's a perfect way to stay social distance, too. Yeah. Um, the chief SUP yeah, instructor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do. You get out there on the boards. No one's right, you know, it's easy to say, okay, spread out a bit. So you're six, seven yeah. more feet away from people. and yeah. you're, you're, don't knock me over, get away. Yeah, that's, well, that's more what it is. Get away from me, get away from me. Uh, they say uh, our aim is to engage, educate, and empower our local coastal community, reigniting an appreciation for our coastal environment and the associated fun and health benefits of spending time on the water. Stand-up paddleboarding has a number of health and fitness benefits, including offering a strong core workout. Uh, and this boom has, uh, sport has seen a boom in popularity in recent years, particularly through the pandemic when people have been looking for new outdoor activities to try. Now, Warren King from Mackay Paddle Surf here. We've had him yes, on the show and, and we've talked to him a couple yeah. times. And we went out with him and a couple uh We went yeah, no, on November uh, November's Day. We paddled out on... Frenchman's Bay or something. Yeah. So they do this, they've been doing the same sort of thing called paddle fit the last couple of years. Uh, They get people out there and they do stuff, you know, exercises and stuff and whatnot on paddle boards. And they said the lake is our gym and suitable for all fitness levels. So this is really something that could really catch on, especially during the pandemic when the gym, like right now where they've just closed the gyms again. Yeah. Right? So you can't get out there. But, I mean, if that happens through the summer and you, you know, you're like one of those people that need to get out and do their exercise, this is an awesome um, 
way to get some exercise in if you can't get to the gym. And well, it's also a fun way to keep up your momentum if you are yeah. trying to stay fit, get fit. It's a it's a fun way to create that mental momentum to keep going with whatever exercise program you're on. If especially if you know gyms do close and it's hard to get out and do stuff. Yeah, and when you start looking at the pros, it's a good way to get out with friends and social distance. It's a good workout. Um, great laughs as you watch your friends fall in. You're learning a new <laughs> skill. Yes. But beware, yeah. this may lead you to sup yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen pictures and video of people doing that. Like, I've, I've only been on a stand-up paddleboard once I, when we were out with Warren King. And I, could, I, I was very shaky just standing on the board, and it was yeah. very hard to get up and stand on the board. I cannot imagine getting into some sort of yoga pose on, on a stand-up paddleboard. Well, these people do headstands <laughs> and everything. And that's when you want to get up in a powerboat and just smack them. <laughs> just because. Just because. Here comes a wake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you're in Hartlepool, uh, England there, and England's on the northeast corner or side, not corner, uh, side of uh, England there. Uh, check yeah. it out uh, if you're interested to get some uh, exercise going in January and February. You can visit On Water Training on their Facebook page or info at onwater-training.com. Get out there, get some exercise, get some fresh air, take some friends out, have some fun, and uh, yeah, learn a new skill. And if you, and if you're in southern Ontario, you can go to Makai Paddle Sport and try it, paddle or surf. as he did, paddle yeah, Makai Paddle Surf, or and as what he's done, he's gone to. He's done the canals in Amsterdam and yeah. and stuff. So he's done these uh, trip uh, things with people. And so, yeah, so Warren King, Mackay Paddle Surf. But, uh, so if you're in Southern Ontario, check him out. Mm-hmm. He'll, yeah, we'll mention him again come uh, closer to summer because he'll he'll have that back up. Because right now they're yeah. not really doing that. Obviously, no. Because, uh, you know. Oh, it's hard water season. Because <laughs> yeah, it's January here. Is January here is different than January elsewhere <laughs> yes exactly uh yeah other than that that's all i got this week man it's been and i had you know, nothing i i'm just a hanger honor this week you're just a hanger honor hanger honor <laughs> uh awesome your kids are off school for a couple weeks yeah who knows how long they're gonna be off now but uh so i'm i'm homeschooling the kids working from home and uh and uh, it's, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I should share this, but uh, I'm looking over at Beckett. He's, uh, I'm, me and him are using the same area. I'm working next to him. And uh, I look over and I said, Beckett, are you live on camera? Because he was in a class. He says, no. I said, good. Do not pick your nose while you're live on camera. <laughs> Put your finger <laughs> in your nose. <laughs> Don't pick your nose. Because <laughs> I, I, he's he's been on camera for most of the day with his teachers, right? Yeah. And so it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's like, it, it, you can't pick your nose in class. <laughs> Why not? I do it when I'm there in person. <laughs> I know, right? The thing is, I can't wait on Susie Jenkins. <laughs> 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 and any Calvin and Hobbes fan will get that reference. <laughs> I I got it right away. I got it. I, but I wasn't confident enough to speak up because it sounded like, "Hey, yeah. I recognize that name." 
<laughs> good times, buddy. Good times. Uh, you got anything else? Yeah. I don't. I, I'm going to limit my anecdotes to my son picking his nose. <laughs> Remember that time <laughs> when he was eight or so and on the, the, the virtual school and you virtually yeah. picked your nose? <laughs> and all your classmates saw you on video. That yeah, was great. There's a video of a guy whose wife keeps doing Zoom calls and he keeps throwing slices of cheese on her face. Oh, I've seen while that. While she's in meetings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could do that. I'd that would to, be fun. I'd have to hang out at the hospital all day and just whip cheese slices. <laughs> wouldn't go over as well, I'm sure. No, 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 it wouldn't. All righty. It would land on her face shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, happy 2022, Derek. I know, first first episode of 2022. It's an awesome one. I know it's good. So it's a, it's another year. It's a. Did you have any uh, New Year's resolutions for this year? No, I gave them up for Lent last year. <laughs> it's a lot I gave up. My for my, Lent. my resolution was no more resolutions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eat more chocolate. <laughs> that that doesn't have to be a resolution. That just can happen. No, but it gives me an excuse just in case somebody asks. <laughs> there you go. There in case you I go. get hauled into court or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at Paddling Adventures Radio, and you can stream or download all our episodes there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. And thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.